grab a six or a cold ones, and whatever else trips your trigger, we're about to embark on a dynasty road trip. That's right, we'll tool around the back roads of fantasy football land, taking in the sights of 10 and 12 man dynasty leagues. But leave your keys at home, because here's your drivers, Ron and Jonah. Aloha, and welcome to uh, this newest edition of Dynasty Road Trip. Uh, how's the new year? Uh, the new year is pretty good, actually. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I feel like uh, last year was maybe the busy makeup year for the slow COVID years. Like we're kind of getting back to normal. Mm-hmm. I feel like I swung hard into the doing a lot of things to make up for not doing anything. I think you, for you, it would probably be um, podcasting. Yeah, right. I've been mainline in um, that shit. Just a snort up some podcasts yeah. here. Hold on, let me do a quick line of podcasts real quick. Yeah, I uh, think constant um, coaching and football stuff for me with no end ever is uh, also <clears throat> my last year. Oh, a little bit more, uh, l- less mystery, let's say, around this next year on what it will look like. Right. So how did the uh, how did the fantasy season go for you? It was my easily my best season I've ever had fantasy football wise. Um, I believe I played in six leagues. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yes, I played in six leagues. Hmm. Um, took home three championships a fifth-place finish, and waiting tonight to see if I get two third-place finishes. Man. Yeah. That's a that's a season. I you, – you probably remember me mentioning it earlier in the season in the podcast. This was the year I finally said, fuck it, after over a decade of trying to cut down every year. To this year, I said, give them all to me. And, um, I, yeah, I'm regretting that. So yeah, <laughs> I think we're going back to the cut down next year, but yeah. uh, it's, it's one of those things. How do you define having a good year when you've got right. this many leagues? I had five dynasties. I had yes. a couple of redrafts. Um, we had that ESPN league that we got into with uh, Sia Najad of CBS mm-hmm. sports line. It's like, yeah. Hey, you get me a fantasy expert a guy like Sia. All right, I'll play. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, also got into a mega bowl, so I'm not counting those up, but that's somewhere in the area of nine. And basically finished in the bottom uh, last pick or last you know, ten or twelve in three of my five dynasties. Uh, bounced from the playoffs in the first round in another dynasty, and I am now sitting in the championship with like a sixty point lead. Uh, in the other one. So I'm yeah. tempted to say I had the worst year ever, but if I win this dynasty and take home some cash, it's like, well, okay, I guess, is yeah. that a successful year? I mean, well, I, I know, you know, we've talked about different styles and stuff. And I know for you, you definitely have a style of trying to get the same players and across all of your leagues. Dynasty wise, for sure. Yeah. And I know you, we've talked about it on some, earlier episodes but injury bug definitely hit you this year um yes some guys that start off slow and you know um cost you but ultimately at the end of the day uh i'm thinking about what mike evans just did for you yeah you know a guy like that who 
maybe kept you out of the playoffs in some leagues, but where the ones you snuck in, he's going to help you immensely. Yeah, 60% own share on him. Yeah. And uh, only one of those teams, um, <laughs> one finished at the bottom, one mm-hmm. made the playoffs, and one may win it all. Big thanks to him. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's a mixed bag this year. But it's funny, the teams that didn't have Justin Herbert and Javante Williams, <laughs> the ones that, that did well. Yes. Yeah. Weird. Uh, Very weird. Yeah. Herbert hurt me this year. Um, I, w- I would be playing you in that dynasty championship if it wasn't for him uh, yeah. having just, and, and uh, this week too. I mean, anyone who did make it with Herbert, which they probably didn't would also be disappointed this week. So, yeah. Uh, and, and that guy is a solid, solid, probably top five dynasty quarterback. Right. And that's how um, I got bounced in my 10 man in the first round of the playoffs. I played Herbert over Burrow. It was, yeah, that yep. was like, well, you know, what do you do? Yeah. You, we discussed, I did the exact same thing and, and probably will not make that mistake again. It's just a weird year, man. He's, he's looked good. He's looked, uh, I don't know. Well, I'm, I, I'm reading a, uh, Bill Walsh book right now on coaching actually. Yeah. And, um, he had this, uh, one of the, parts actually just right before I came on the podcast was about just accepting the fact in football that you can't have a perfect season and you are not in control of what years your team will do great. All you're in control of is putting yourself in the best spot when all the stars line up. Right. So, you know, uh, if, in the world of fantasy football, I'm that's the way say I this. feel. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in good shape despite yeah. my piss poor finishes. Honestly, having that first round uh, number one overall pick added to getting a guy like Javante back and, and Herbert getting healthy. Yeah, I feel like I'm in a great position by doing nothing. Here, here's what I think: some uh, essential pieces of being good at, at fantasy football or consistent at fantasy football. Uh, you know, and, and a keeper to a dynasty, to a redraft, to a mega bowl, they're all so different from each other. And I want right. to touch on that a little bit, but let's, let's focus on the dynasty piece of it. Um, <clears throat> you know, no matter, uh, in a dynasty, you've got to play, first of all, you've got to commit to the waiver wire. Like to, to me, like Tuesdays are giant. Um, you also have to have the balance of patience with players who have been good and will be good again. And maybe being less patient with the guys that you think you're smarter than everyone else. So they're on <laughs> your roster and you're starting them, you know? Right. Um, and I think, I think for me with being so busy this year, I wasn't able to give as much attention to fantasy football as I had in the past. Yeah. And that panned out for me. Um, I think it took the overthinking out. And I think, you know, this championship I won in the nasty, granted I made a gigantic move, um, but I did not change my lineup except my defense for the last six straight weeks. Right, right. And just learn that thing of just playing the averages that, you know, three good players, one will suck and two will go off. Yeah, and if you bench them after the lows, you might miss the highs that even out those bad games. So I leave right. a dude like Mike Evans, just leave him in all year. Yep. You might get a couple of duds, but then, yep. uh, you know, you might get 48 one week. Or one of my opponents um, in the, the dynasty here 
I played and, and looked and had Paris Campbell on their starting roster against me in one of the playoff games. Mm, I remember looking ouch. at that and thinking like, do better. Well, yeah, just, just that I knew I was like, I'm going to win this game because, <laughs> because Paris Campbell, it doesn't fit into either of those categories. He's not a young guy with upside with a great quarterback that you know, well, he's, he's, uh, before everyone else does. And he's not, he doesn't have a track record of saying, keep him out there and get his average. So right. a player like that, I'm looking at a, a lineup and I'm thinking, I don't understand that move whatsoever. Yeah. It's like, better gambles, you know, and um, I guess you're just going for target share and thinking the guy's going to be on the field. And, yep. and then that's and this year, that's been enough. It's yeah. like, just, just throw five balls at my guy. If I can yeah. get that, just the targets. Yep. Yep. And yeah, I think I mean, it's a so fair too, cop. finding finding the guys where you, you know, there's a danger, I think, in playing uh, fantasy football. It's everything's on your, your phone and there's pictures and everything. And you go to set a, a lineup and next to your really great running back, there's like a red like <laughs> rating. Right. Yeah. And, and you and you like. Like I'm gonna tell people like stop that too. And that's something I've had to learn as yeah, well. Yeah, don't look at that shit. Like if if you're if you are if you're looking for a spot start because you need someone on your roster and you're combing the free agent wire, go ahead and play that game a little bit. But like do not so I'm just gonna say like look at the uh look at Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs yesterday, right? They're going against the number one defense in the NFL. Josh Jacobs is playing against the number one rushing defense, right? Right, yeah, with with Stidham, right? Right. They put up 34 points. Like, like, so, you know, I at one point, honestly, I had Devontae Adams across three of my games this week. And at one point, I looked at that and thought, Stidham, San Francisco's got a great defense. Maybe I should go out and grab, like, Romeo Dobbs and play him. And I was like, this that's old Jonah talking. <laughs> Don't do that, old Jonah. Just play Devontae Adams. Play the averages. Yeah, and it, it pans out. So I, I think I think for for you, you're in the spot that you're. So many of your averages got hurt. Yeah, and, and I know for two of your guys that you like to just they just hit the ceiling super quick. Um, Allen Robinson and Adam Thielen, they just kind of. Thielen did all right this year. Yeah, he did. Um, he did. Robinson, yeah, he is not. I managed to trade him off in one of my dynasties before. Well done. Yeah, yeah. I got a two out of that. Mm-hmm. I was like, I couldn't click, 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 click. Come on, yeah. come on, come on. Yeah. Except, well, well, while we're on the subject of dynasty, yeah. um, I want to talk a little bit about that ten man yeah. that we were in. We almost got to play in the championship against each other, which I really, yeah. really wanted for the pod. Me too. Me too. Um, especially because, like you mentioned earlier, with the waiver wire being so key to a dynasty, this particular league has a barren wasteland mm-hmm. at, at the free agency wire. Yeah. So that's not anything that's really possible. Right. So in this particular league, the way to make moves is to essentially leverage all of your draft picks, yes. package up a bunch of guys on your roster and do mm-hmm. like a, a five for two swap with picks involved. Yes. And, and that's uh, kind of what you did. I think you went all in with a couple of big trades that we had talked about. 
a little bit I on did. the pod. I did. And, and, and I'll say this too, like, um, you know, I, I went, let's see, I did two trades, um, two big trades here. Big and, trades. Um, the first trade being, uh, I'm still completely okay with the first trade. I will say first trade. I do not regret, even though it did, I didn't get to the championship. I traded two first round picks for Josh Jacobs. Okay. Um, <clears throat> that was kind of my, Hey, I need a running back if I'm going to get in the championship. Uh, Josh Jacobs and Justin Herbert combined for 14 points week 16. Ouch. So like, and, and I, I didn't, I missed the championship by three points. So pr- pretty painful. Um, especially since I had Joe Burrow on my bench. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I don't regret that one because like you said in that league, like you're leveraging, you're leveraging. I look and at in this league, league, you can start up to four running backs. Yes. So they're yes. at such a premium. Yep. Uh, the value system in this league is so out of whack that actually I'm thinking about leaving it. Even, even if I win, I've been, yes. I've basically been saying for three months, I'm done. But now that I'm about yep. to win, I'm like, uh, what happens? But so the, it's, it's yeah. also a love hate relationship for me in this league, but I've always, I've always, my worst finish, I think in this league was maybe third place. So I've ne- it's never cost me to play. I have to say that. Um, so I, I also have some frustrations the, the biggest frustration you have to you have to make those big trades you do and and the and, and I don't wanna and there and it's hard to do in that league we've discussed that before that it that is. is the most challenging league I've ever made trades in so I made the Josh Jacobs trade mm-hmm. now I gave up two first round picks that was that was a uh short term and long term investment however yeah he's still young um, he's twenty four he arguably is the best running back. He is the best running back yardage wise, and he's like the number two or three fantasy football running back right now. Hmm. So, and he's of the three: uh, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, and Josh Jacobs. Those are like your top four guys. Josh Jacobs is far and away the youngest of those. So, I, I'm fine with that. Um, the one that hurts me is I gave up um, some young wide receiver talent to basically bring Mark Andrews and. Um, the Patriots defense and Amari Cooper onto my team. So to do that, I end up giving up Chris Olave and Traylon Burks. Oh. Um, I did, I did bottom of that trade. I did gain two second round picks though in that deal. So d- did, did actually move young guys, but did get some draft capital back. Um, anyways. Um, yeah. So you yeah. went all in with these giant trades And the other reason, not only just because it'd be great to have the two of us head to head for the pod, but that I went the exact opposite route. Exactly. I, in fact, spent the better part of a month turning down a bunch Mm of uh, crazy, humongous offers that people sent to me. At one point, I did consider a couple, uh, but then, like I said, I was planning on leaving the league. I wasn't going to give up a bunch of future first round picks and screw over somebody taking my team. So that combined with the fact that everybody just wanted way too much, not only did I not make any trades, I, I still have ninety-seven of my one hundred fob dollars. Yeah, so I want. I did. I wanted nothing. to talk about that. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up because it's something I wanted to talk about today. I wanted to look at, um, you know, what what people, 
There's nobody well, on the have wire. left. Yeah, I have. Wire? I end up with 43 bucks. You end up with 97. Uh, someone had 73. Someone had 91. But the range is basically. I'm the oh, I'm the exception to the rule that I'm the only one that's like around. Well, I guess there's one other guy. There's a 61 dollar guy and a 43 dollar guy. Everyone else is like. There's four guys who are uh, 75. Three guys who are 75 and above, and then everyone else is at zero or two. Yeah, there was just nobody on the wire to put it, any it, money it, on. It never, it never really was. And you were what you were doing in that league because it's so deep is you were spending fob on one week starting running backs, right? And and there was not that many out there. I'm ta- I'm talking like the Latavius Murray and it, exactly and like not, I'm not I'm not being like oh you went out and you snuck a Tyler Algier off there that that doesn't exist on there. There's no, no. rookies. Ten like, man, in, it is so deep. In fact, in that league, if a rookie running back gets two yards in a game, he's probably going to be snapped up for $5 pop. Yeah. Well, see, even the last week I picked up uh, the Cowboys have a rookie running back and yeah. uh, holding Pollard Davis. as I do in that league. I, mm-hmm. I basically just searched by rookies and picked yep. up two. I was like, whatever. I, Give me I use that mean, same thing. There's nothing I, else. So let, let's, let's talk about, um, you know, what we enjoyed from this year then, because we're in we're in multiple dynasties. I'm in two dynasties. You're in three. Is that right? I'm in five. You're in five. That's right. You. That's right. I wrote next to dynasty. Jonah, fine. Ron has problem. Um, <laughs> I, I I just didn't remember what that was. Yeah, that's meant. fair. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's tough. Um. So I can definitely see why you're possibly leaning on maybe leaving one of those. Um. Right. So I have found. Uh, in the nasty is, is my favorite of all of the leagues that I play in. Yes. Uh, it seems to be the smoothest. I know most of the people, everyone's easy to get a hold of. I can counter and work out deals very easy. And really there's very little to no drama and there's not a lot of money in this league. Um, I find it phenomenal. I really enjoy it. I don't know. I also feel like it's the perfect size, right? Like, like 10 guys are deep bench. I look at the rookie draft and You've I got see, room for all your draft picks. Yeah. You right, can you get, practice yeah. squad, all the rookies. Yep. And then there's no like penalty for, for piling on draft picks. There's, you know, there's no limit on how deep your practice squad is. Right. Um, the, the, the practice squad spot is attached to the yes. player, not yep. the team. So if you pile up nine draft picks, you got those guys for two years yep. if you want to hold them there. Yeah, which is great because really you, I mean, that's a strategy. It's a big boy league. There's it no is. there's no uh, vetoing of nope. trades. If nope. you both click accept, it goes through with no review. Yep. Like yeah, it, it basically yeah. is self managing. Yeah, it's 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 a fun one. Yeah, and um, that comes down to like we said when you set up a dynasty, get good managers. Yes. Yes. It really is because this truly is a dynasty. Now we're yeah. we're talking like, you know, over a decade. Going in year twelve, yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, you know, and in that too, like when you get to that point, like probably in the course of a year, there's probably like two games where someone accidentally plays a guy who's listed as out on a Saturday night. Right. You know? Like every everyone takes care of their stuff. We understand people have a life, but for the most part, I don't do any policing as a commissioner in this league either. Yeah. In fact, it is one of those kind of leagues where, like, you accidentally have a guy, a wide receiver who's on buy in your slot, 
before the commissioner has to call you out, it's probably the, the guy who's playing you would be like, hey, heads up, um, you're, you forgot to start a wide receiver against me. Yeah, that, that's likely to happen. Yeah, yeah that's a good it. shout. Uh, I think yeah. my big uh, – the big thing I enjoyed this year was I got almost all my dynasties moved to sleeper. Yeah, I love it's sleeper. Been fantastic, easy to manage. Mm-hmm. My twelve man doing an offline draft next year is gonna be phenomenal. Yes. That took yeah. so long. Maybe that's maybe that's part of for me personally, like why I I had I spent less time but did better is on the commission of things in the It's all handled. There's on nothing Yahoo I had manual. to do. Yeah. yeah. Practice was, squad updating sheets and all this other stuff and like yeah, making sure no one picked guys up. It just was, yeah. Nothing manual to manage. So, uh, so I'm getting my 12 man move there. We're going to add a practice squad next year. We'll have the draft. You know, that's what took so long. You do an offline draft. Well, you got some guy working third shift in Ohio. He yes. finally realizes he's on the board. Well, now he's got to scroll through uh, 12 hours worth yeah. of texting yeah. to see who's been taken. No, now just boom. These guys are gone. Yeah. Here's who's available. Make your pick. Going to go so much faster. Highlight of my year. Yeah, I agree. Um, so then, you know, uh, you are in another dynasty that's 12, man, obviously. So tell me, compared to the, uh, the the Flea Flicker League we play in that we both have our challenges playing in. Yes. You know, in your 12, man, can you tell me what's uh, different between the two and which one you prefer? Um, what's different is, um, the rosters are a little bit tighter in big 12 dynasty. So there is, uh, some free agent wire to be had. I did actually use some fob in that league, which as you've documented is not something I generally do. The Mm -hmm. bulk of my fob this year was like 33 bucks on Westbrook. I because who cares? I got it. Right. Right. Um, but that's the bulk of my spending. Um, so yeah, there is some wire, which makes it fun. And now the uh, the only other real difference is the scoring. I think maybe uh, Flicker has some bonuses for long plays, maybe, and uh, 1.5 for tight ends and yeah. a full PPR, where my 12-man is a half PPR across the board. Um, we're going to add practice squads this year, so Sweet. I'm going to reduce rosters because I don't want that waiver wire picked over. Mm-hmm. So we're going to lose a couple of spots and then add uh, 36 practice squad spots. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. So it, it's – I don't know. I don't get bombarded with shitty lopsided trade offers in that league, yeah. I guess, is the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and the fact that – that's another one on sleeper where as flea flickers, my only dynasty, not on sleeper, which gives me another yeah. incentive to drop it and lose another app. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the flea flicker one has, uh, has the taxi system too, where you can bring up guys up and down for the first two years on your roster. So it's not really a practice squad. It's more like a, it's more it's like a, a holding tank or some weird thing. It's like a literal uh, NFL yeah. practice squad. It, yeah. You can bring them is. up and send them down. I, I, that has been, I have taken advantage of that. Yeah, me too. Me too. I don't know that I like it or dislike it one way or the other. It's both ways are fine. I don't have a preference, but um, uh, it feels a little more important when you have to keep them on your roster, when you bring them up. Yeah, I, I think the the piece that the preference for me on that is, unlike the way we have the practice squad set up in the nasty, then multiple draft picks is not really working in your favor because 
You've right. got to cut guys to draft guys in that league. And that is, uh, that to me is, uh, that's a challenge. I, I don't like, <clears throat> if, if I'm in the middle of the season and I've got a, a guy on my practice squad that I'm like, that's it. He's ready. It's time to come up. Then I, then I'm making a decision in the middle of to the season drop somebody on right. who to drop. But I, I do not like being in the middle of preseason, you know, and have to, you know, before anything's shook out at all, I've got to make the decision on these guys right. that I'm going to have to cut. So, um, anyways, yeah, the, yeah, yeah the, and they've actually the commission in that league has actually talked about adding more practice squad spots. But mm-hmm. that's the league where I said there's the wires already barren, right? Like right. you can't add practice. Like we'd have to drop roster, and it becomes a whole thing. I'm just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just keep talking myself into leaving. The more I say it out loud, yeah. Well, that's our kind of our dynasty experiences. Um, yeah. You know what? I guess mutually say the thing that frustrates both of us is not being able to find talent on the wire that's equivalent to everyone else's talent. Um, and also like just the ability to not be able to work out trade deals, uh, outside of the, the platform or even inside the platform makes a dynasty really challenging. Yeah. Yeah. That interface is terrible for that. I had guys sending me messages about trade offers. I couldn't figure out how to get in there. Yeah. Me either. Me either. Like, what, what the fuck? And then you'd decline the trade. So then the messaging for that would stop. Yes. So you would have to like, oh, now there has to be a new trade to start the conversation up. It, like, it's a hot mess. It's a hot it mess. is. Yeah. Um, so on the uh, then there's another style that's the closest to the dynasty, which is keeper, right? And mm-hmm. we we were discussing that actually yesterday. Um, uh, keep, keeper is a great way to um, take take a league that you like, like the people in it. You want to keep it going. Put a little skin in the game. Keep a guy or two, you know, we've done one up to four players. I've been running one of those now for 15 years, a, a work wow. family one. Um, that's fun because in that league, you can truly make a dynasty with four players. Um, I'm not yeah, trying there's to. There's some strategy. There's some investment. It changes the way the whole thing works. It brings some skill into the game and at least mitigates a little bit of that luck factor, which to me, that's what a one-year league is. It's luck factor. This, yeah. uh, who who doesn't get hammered with injuries? You probably win. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Bring, bringing in some keepers does start adding adding a little bit of skill. Yep, I, I enjoy it. Um, then then I mean then you go then you simplify. I'm just actually looking right now to see. Well, the uh, other thing is, too, once you do that, I mean, like you said, it's great to get people invested and get skin in the game. But once you start with keepers, you open a whole new fucking door of bullshit you got to deal with. Now, if some guy leaves the league, he's not just leaving a league. You got to yep. find a replacement. Mm-hmm. He's only got these to pick from. And usually it's the guy with a dumpster fire roster that leaves. So you've got a new guy coming in with shit to pick from. Uh, They probably have to pony up cash to do it. It's, it's, it's hard to do. It makes it, uh, yeah, it adds a level of chore to the commish duties. It does. It does. Uh, Well, that, but that league's like, I I like that. We talked about one of our, our initial that we played in that really got us jazzed about fantasy football. It it turned into a four person. (laughs) Right. And, And that was fun. And you would see, with only four keepers, you do see. I feel like you see dynasties in four man keepers more than you do in dynasties. To be honest, um, like I remember um, Sofa King, 
he was able to really win quite a few games. And I remember just being like, oh, really? Like, he's got Terrell Owens and Des Bryant and Brian Westbrook. I like, say Westbrook, yep. Right. Of course he's going to win. So I've, in this league, this four-keeper league I have, I've won, I've just won my uh, third champion or fourth championship in the last five years, um, which is crazy. Uh, and the level of competition is it's it's solid. It's I got there's maybe one guy in that league who's never really quite figured out how to play, but everyone else tries right. and sets lineups. Yeah, um, there's always one of those. You almost need that. But that's I will tell you that's Christian McCaffrey, Devonte Adams, and Austin Eckler, and Tyree Kill are my keepers right. in there. So like you can make a dynasty off that. So I, I enjoy that. Um, well, my other drawback that I would say for that keeper league is, as we've covered back in the day when we expanded the keepers in that very league we're talking about, essentially you are punished for having a really good deep roster. <laughs> like, uh, like, okay, I've got six guys that are in the top 50. Um, shit. I want to keep them all, but I can only keep four. Yep. This other team over here is a piece of shit. So not only do they uh, have nothing to cut of value, but they're going to have the number one pick and they're going to take everybody that I had to cut. Like it, it is great for trying to even that out a little bit. But like I said, it feels like you're punished for doing well, which is why I shifted yeah. to dynasty. Yeah. I have a, I have a fondness of, of the, I think I think it's really what the live draft with with that league, the, uh, the SFL. <laughs> there, that's what it was. Yep, th- that got me. And then the other piece that always got me was when when I really like. I mean, you you play fantasy football to feel like a, a GM in a football team, right? Right. So like, I remember about a month before draft, starting calling guys because you didn't text or Facebook message and stuff back in the day. Right. Call people up on the phone and, and have a conversation with them and like figure out who we thought their three keepers would be. Right. I did love that. Trying right? to figure. Yeah. I'd be like, Oh, well, I hear this guy's leaning this way. Eventually what happened about year four or five into that process was everyone knew that if they got a phone call from me, that I was going to try to ask who their keepers were. And then I would talk to like five other guys in the league later that day and tell them <laughs> who I thought they were keeping. And so I just became kind of the source of information for everyone's keepers. Yeah. Uh, which was super fun. So I remember like going into a draft and being like, okay, I, we've got three keepers. There's 10 teams. I think I have 26 of the 30 keepers figured out. Right. Yeah. That was fun. That was good times. Yeah. Cause people would literally walk up to the board and write yeah. their four keepers up there yeah. And every once in a while, I was like, oh, this guy, oh, yeah. there's the curveball. Oh, you lied to me. Yeah, you phone. son of a whore, right to my face. Right. Well, you know, ke- keepers fun, great way. And then, yeah, like I said, the natural, the natural evolution of the Keeper League is, is, in is into Dynasty. dynasty sure. Um, you got and the you, Redraft League. Oh, sorry, go ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, and you evolve into a Keeper League from a Redraft League. Mm-hmm. Now, redraft, uh, this was the first year I had played a redraft um, in quite a while, to be honest. So the the SIA uh, ESPN uh, league that I I won without really, I I didn't really try too hard. It's just weird. Um, 
that was the first redraft I played in a while, and I, I, I guess it it just it was fine, and I won, but I didn't really care, like because yeah. there, you're not I, invested in it. It's no, like big deal. It's like there's no history. Well, first of all, too, it was like the first year that that ever happened, so there was no like. Right. Like I barely know the guys. I know your your friends with them more than I am via podcasting, and so, and then I'm not I'm not huge on Twitter, so I only would just get on Twitter to say a shitty thing and then get off. <laughs> um, That's what but, it's for, right? <laughs> so I, yeah, that was fine. But I just in the in the redraft, like it's fine and fun. But I think like I've also found too, and maybe you found this. Um, if, if you're not, if you play in a redraft league and the level of competition isn't what you're used to in a dynasty or a keeper league, then you just don't care. You just yeah. don't care because, like, even if you win, you're like, so well, what? That, yeah. So what? That wasn't, of course, I'm, I should win. Yeah, I should have beat some of these people. It's... Right. They don't know what they're doing. Like, like they, yeah. and they're starting Paris Campbell against me. Well, and for me, a redraft comes down to the draft. So mm-hmm. if you're playing in a redraft league and you're not doing a live draft, uh, that's really what it's all about to me. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I have that same ESPN league with, uh, who is it, Sia Najad and Alan Bell. Uh, um, yeah. Apparently two fantasy guys who get paid for the shit. So I had to play that. Yeah. Um, I have my family league that we do a live draft every year. And then the aforementioned SFL that we kind of came back to to help fill out and keep from going yeah. kaput. Yeah. So yeah, that also contributed to my unusually uh, high amounts of teams and four apps. Nine teams, four apps. I think That's... next year I can be down to uh, six and uh, possibly two. So. So you heard that, everyone? Ron's moving to eleven and five. <laughs> <laughs> And then I had I had a blast this year. Uh, only my second year doing it. Uh, finally made it far <laughs> enough into a, a mega bowl to get the whole idea. Uh, and I got to tell you, I'm kind of obsessed with it now. Okay. Um. So you and I played in the same mega bowl. It was your first year in it. Yes. It was my second year in it. So. This was the year, my second draft into it, a much more clear understanding of how it works. Uh, a much, and, and, uh, I'll tell you what, um, I, I really, I really love the format. Um, so I think the biggest thing that I would tell you is, you know, week 12 is when the playoffs start. Um, and then, then you're no longer playing people head to head inside of your league. And that is really exciting because you will play against some of the same guys that you own. That does sound fun. That is fun. And then on top of that, as it goes on, guys, so guys, let's say your league starts and there's week 12, there's only three guys inside of your league, right? That are still left in it. Okay. So you're only competing against those three guys for waivers. Oh, yeah, I suppose. And so the further you get, the more those guys drop out. So for me, the last three weeks, I hadn't had anyone in my league that was still going. So I didn't have to play the waiver wire on Tuesday. I got to pick from anyone I wanted on the waivers. And huh. uh, and then being then sometimes you're like, shoot, I'm the odd man out. So you really go for it all. You like take high risks and stuff. So anyways, I'm uh, there's 120 people in the league. Um, I lost last week to play in the championship, but 
uh, this week I'm sitting right now in a really good spot to uh, take third place and win some money. And wow. the, the guy I'm playing against, we have two of the same. We had two of the same players on our roster, so you go into that being like, "All right, so it's actually instead of ten and on cancels ten, out, yeah, it's eight on eight. <laughs> so uh, it's it's a good time. It really is. I really, wow. I really had fun with it. Um, and now I know, now I know next year that you're really, or what I knew this year, I didn't know the year before is, go ahead and pick the the people who are usually sure things. I mean, obviously, you should always do that. Knowing right. that that knowing that there's a good chance that those guys that show up in week like 14, 15, 16, 17 that win leagues are going to be on the wire are going to be on the wire and you might only be competing against about two people for them. Yeah. So, uh, for instance, this week huh. I was able to pick up uh, if if you think of some names that weren't on the wire on week thirteen, guys that I picked up, um, Cam Akers, <clears throat> Tyler Elgier. Uh, James Cook. Those were all guys that that I didn't have to compete for whatsoever that are on my roster now. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Tyler Algier just gave me a bunch of points. It's fantastic. So it's funny. I have the exact opposite experience with the Mega Bowl. Um, I guess it, it's probably fun if you make the playoffs. But, yes. Uh, uh, basically, you know, it's a league where you can't trade. You don't know any of the people. Um, yes. you're just playing the waiver wire and it, yeah, it was just it, like, it became more of a job than, uh, than a fun thing I enjoyed. So I'm thinking, and, and then the fee, the payouts, they put so much towards promotion. It was just like, mm-hmm. it's like, what the fuck the cut of that? So I, yeah, I think that's going to be another one that I'm going to drop next year that I cut the ESPN league, the ESPN app the flea flicker league and drop the flea flicker app. And then maybe I can drop the mega bowl. And if uh, somehow I can cut one of my redrafts, I can be down to five. You heard that here, everyone 12 and nine. The, the, the mega bowl for me, uh, what I like about it is like about six weeks in, you can just be done with it. If you already know that, but the, the, the for the low investment the payout is phenomenal. That's true. Um yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't do a hundred dollar mega bowl, but I'll I'll do a thirty-five dollar mega bowl. I think I'll probably walk away with a couple hundred bucks here. All right. Are we uh ready to hit the road trip? I'm sorry to hit the road trip. Well sweet. Sounds like we got drinks ready to roll and uh Yeah. Be tri- right. day tripping today. It's nice. Oh yeah, yeah. It's good weather, nice and clear out there. Mm-hmm. Well let's hit it. It's time to settle up at the bar and the bathroom. Top off that tank and grab one for the road, because we're about to take you around the league on a Dynasty Road Trip. <coughs> well, why don't you tell the people where we're road tripping today? Well, today we're going to do a hard thing that we all should do more of. We're going to take a, take a deep reflection in what we did in the past. We're going to look at uh, the rookie draft. From last year. Oh, yes. Uh, we'll use the nasty as our kind of measuring point here. The nasty, a 10 man half PPR dynasty featuring practice squad founded by Ron and Jonah in 2011. We're going to look at the 30 rookies that we drafted. We're going to go in the order. Um, I think we could do this as a good pick, 
possible bust or jury still out sort of scenario. So you ready to just dive right in? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. We're uh, starting pick, with pick number one. Pick <gasps> number one, Brees Hall. Uh, yeah, I think that's a no-brainer. Yeah, love it. Too bad on the injury, but, man, he was showing everything you wanted. He was looking every part of that number one pick. Agreed. That's what you do there. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick number two, we had Kenneth Walker. <gasps> also yep. just totally fine with that pick. <clears throat> yeah. Yep, like that right there, running back. He turned out to be the second best running back in the class. Um, Arguably, uh, we'll get get to Damian Pierce later on, but I would say Damian Pierce, second half of the season, looked like the second best running back. Kenneth Walker, second half of the season, looked like the best running back. Uh, Number three, we had Drake Drake London. Um, Yeah, I'm... I get that. I'm fine with that. Um, Of all the... If you're going to say a wide receiver there, maybe I would, you know, if I could go back, maybe I'd realistically, uh, you know, I, I could pretend like I'm very, very smart and say you should have taken Chris Olave there, but you shouldn't have. Um, yeah. Maybe Garrett Wilson. You could have gone Garrett Wilson there, and I think you'd be fine either way. Yeah, if I'm stuck in that spot, it's hard to justify. My my uh, guy was Watson this year, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's hard to justify up at three. Yeah, you not not pre draft you couldn't have. Yeah, um, yeah. Let, let's talk Drake London real quick because he he makes me a little bit nervous, uh, just in the fact that I mean it's a dynasty. You're gonna have to hold on to him for a while, but to me, yeah. he's gonna be like like a year four breakout year three year four breakout player just because where he is just because where he is yes like they look like they look like even post Mariota Arthur Smith is going to make a running team yeah and I think his job is safe so I worry what a young rookie quarterback with a run first coach is going to do to Drake London we saw what it did to Kyle Pitts um (laughs) Number four, first, first questionable pick, um, Sky Moore. I get that, though. That was mm-hmm. the hype train at the time. Yeah. Um, again, I think that whole wide receiver run comes down to preference. As if mm-hmm. it's me, I'm probably looking at Watson there. Um, again, but like you said, Olave's clearly the guy that should have been up in that spot based on yep. performance. But yeah, I get it. I, I, yeah, I, man, I've got him in 20% and I'm not thrilled about it. I, I'm nervous about Skymore. I really am. Um, -hmm. uh, I think, I think he's going to turn out to be McCole Hardman. Hmm. Like, just like, like, I just don't think you, out of a, out of a wide receiver, you want like a floor of five and 50. And I think it's going to be a long time before Skymore gives you a floor of five and 50, if ever. Yeah, I'm just hoping he figures it out and gets some playing time. Yeah, yeah, right. Now they got – well, I guess the big thing that made me really nervous about Sky Moore was when they traded for Kadarius Tony. Right. Because I was like, wait, you have that. Like, no, we don't. Yeah, so that's <clears throat> yeah. interesting. Um, Garrett Wilson, I, I think that's a, a solid pick. That's the right spot to take him. I think it's great. Um yeah, that's yeah. Like you mentioned him before, that was another guy to consider. Maybe even at three, 
based on uh, uh, where he was taken and how that shook out. I I think he's, I think what you're looking for with with these players is um, with wide receivers is you're looking for wide receivers that can transcend bad quarterback play. (laughs) Yeah. Because they had to have gone high. Most likely. I mean, I always think of Andre Johnson when I say that, I mean, just did not matter who threw him the ball. He still performed yeah, DeAndre rotating. Hopkins at, <clears throat> at some level too. <clears throat> yeah. Rotating carousels of shit at mm-hmm. quarterback, but still yes. produced through it. Yeah. That's pretty, that's impressive. And in fact, I, I would say across the board, that's what I'm looking for. And everyone's kind of what Olave is making me feel like, like he's yep. the guy that really uh, showed some of that this year. Yep. Yep. You're like, Oh, all right. Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston made you look good. Okay. All right. Uh, well, there's no way to know where we are with this pick. Um, Jamison Williams, wide receiver for Detroit. Um, yeah, I forgot know. he went that high. Yeah, he, he flashed. He's got a lot of potential. We won't know anything about him until next year, but right now, you just there's no way to know. All right. You, took, you were in this next spot, and you took uh, a player who I was real, real nervous about until about four weeks ago. Same. Uh, you took James Cook. Yeah. Why don't, you, why don't you expand on how you're feeling about him right now? <clears throat> I believe I am uh, 60% own share in him in my dynasties, so I do have a lot invested. I, I've seen enough production to even, uh, you know, even not in a starting role that I feel a little bit better now <laughs> seeing mm-hmm. him do some things. Um, but, yeah, I, I really was between him and Watson right here. But I needed a running back, I thought, and uh, yep. it turns out I was right. So, yep. yep. Uh, the next guy that went is Watson, Christian Watson. Um, you know, I was really up and down on this guy. Um, Six five, though. I mean, you can't yeah. teach that. No, no. Uh, the, he he's my guy. He is he is my guy. Uh, like like like, he's what I look for. So I'm trying yeah, to say me too. That's right. why I said I was struggling, even though I was deep at wide receiver, I really looked at taking him one pick earlier. Yep. Um, and he's had some good games. Uh, I mean, he went through a, a crazy stretch there. Yeah. Like he missed the first half of the season for the most part. And then by week 12 was like leading the NFC North and receiving touchdowns. It was, it was just like, he just piled them up when he came back. It's interesting. Cause he went through, he went through a four game stretch where he was really pretty hot. And then the last, last three weeks, it's kind of been like the defense pay attention to him. And yeah. So I like Watson, but I think you're going to have to wait till, I don't know how much longer Rogers is around, but right. I, I do not know what's going to happen in green Bay. And I can't tell you right now, the way Rogers looks, um, Watson actually probably is better without Rodgers in a weird way. I know this, that's strange to say, but I just think right now the uh, Packers are, are playing to their strength, and the strength is not to go out and throw for 300 yards. Um, but I think raw talent-wise, he's great. Uh, then I picked next at nine. I was surprised this guy slid here. I took Traylon Burks there. I have no problem with it. Um, I saw glimmers when he was in. He was injured a lot this year. Uh, the training camp reports made him sound like he was going to be a total bust. 
Um, he's clearly the most consistent wide receiver in Tennessee at this point in the season. I just don't know who's going to be throwing to him for a while, but I, I'm, I'm glad that the Titans very quickly were like, well, it's not Malik Willis. We know that. <laughs> um, did you see, by the way, Malik Willis gets picked in this draft. Did you I'm see sure uh, is, yeah. the record that he set? No. Uh, only, um, only rookie quarterback in NFL history to start three games and not throw over 100 yards. Liberty, 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 <laughs> liberty. Um, I think it's going to take him some time to develop if it happens at all. He's, I, yeah, that's true. I just, I don't know if his raw running talent is as good as other quarterbacks that can throw better. Right. That's it. That's his problem. Like, like, um, you know, Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson are phenomenal runners that you'll be patient with their passing and, and they've, they both have shown great glimpses. I, I don't know if Malik Willis is a dynamic runner enough to have that patience. So we'll see. Um, pick 10 in the draft went Chris Olave. What a steal. I love it. That's a very Jim pick. Yeah. Uh, Jim took him. Jim is notorious for being really great at the end of uh, round one, early round two for taking DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allens, those type of players. and yeah, Over and th- over. Yeah, I think Alave is just that guy. I think Alave is like a seven catch, eighty yard floor sort yeah. of guy, and with man. Andy Dalton at that. Yeah, end. yeah. So I, I just think that's great. Yeah, great pick. Um, here's what I'm going to say is potentially our first big bust of the drafts. Isaiah Spiller went, and he was. He was one of these players I read a lot of off-season draft articles. I don't have to this year because I've traded away all my picks. But um, <laughs> really, I've, I think I've got, like, I don't have many picks to do in neither of my dynasties. Spiller is uh, was a guy that was warned about by a lot of fantasy experts to say he just, he's good at everything, but he's not great at anything. You know, like he just he has all the measurables, but he's not he doesn't blow anything out of the water. And it was interesting to see that early in the season, Isaiah Spiller for a few games was Austin Eckler's backup. And then he as the season progressed, he went from not even being active anymore. So um I'm I'm gonna say that Spiller's gonna turn out to not be the starting running back in LA for a while. And I think by the time he's due, when Eckler's out of there, I think they're going to get someone else. Uh, how do you feel about Jahan Dotson? Um, I wasn't a big fan. So, yeah. yeah, one of those guys you're glad to see come off the board before it gets down to you. Like, good. Yeah. Didn't didn't thin my board one bit. Yeah. I, I feel like I might carry – it might be – I might be carrying my – anger of the name commanders into my decisions on players going on to my team, but I do not have a share of a single commander on any of my rosters. I believe I'm 40% own share in scary Terry McLaurin. Yeah, I do like some scary Terry, although we but talked, I was able to get him cheap. I know we talked, uh, we talked during the season about getting him cheap and then it looks really great for about three games. And then he 
I'm glad you didn't pay a lot for him. <laughs> I did not. I'm not going to pay a lot for this muffler. Yeah, well, you shouldn't have to. Uh, Trey McBride, first tight end off the board. <laughs> went here. Um, yeah, 6'3", big award winner. Yeah. Um, in a perfect spot in a theoretically um, high-powered offense behind a guy who's on the wrong side of 30 at a position mm-hmm. that's slow to develop. It seems yeah. like the perfect fit. He's got time to come along, uh, and then eventually those snap shares will be his. Here's a – you speak like someone who must own him. Somewhere. I believe I've got a 40% own share yeah. in him as well, yes. Um, got a problem with the tight ends. I'm working you, on it. You do. You were, you were very prepared on why he was so good. Um, <laughs> I, I I agree of – I mean, obviously of – all the rookies, McBride's the guy you want, and I do think he has that potential. Um, I will say this. In the next – he could go from being kind of middle-of-the-road tight end value to super high or to super low because I believe Arizona's on the verge of blowing that shit up. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know who his quarterback or his coach will be by year three when he's fully developed. <clears throat> right. Like I'm saying, could be could be really great. Could be phenomenal for him. Like, could uh, Trey McBride in the right offensive system has the ability to be a top five George Kittle esque level tight end, in my opinion. But as we've noted several times, that is all about offensive coordinator and scheme. Sure is. Even quarterback. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, even inside of that. Uh, yeah. I some wanted, of them just don't prefer to throw to one. Yeah. Look at look at what George Kittle has done with Brock Purdy in their center. It's been yeah, a phenomenal run. It's been great. Oh yeah, you've been enjoying that in your dynasty. Uh, yeah, forty percent owned share. Yes, and I'm enjoying him in my championship. That huh. yeah, yeah. We've got our kittles in line, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> uh, next one. Uh, I questioned it. I thought it was all preseason hype. Turned out to be somewhat real. Damian Pierce goes here. Um, yeah, that uh, that was another guy who slid up, depending when you drafted, was just creeping up draft boards. So really I have seen him go as high as the first round for yeah. uh, leagues that drafted a little bit later. And if you drafted early, you might have been able to get him in the third. So yeah. it was one of those weird guys. I hesitate to to get involved in that, but uh-huh. like you said, he he's produced. He looked good. He looked good. It would be curious to see. Um, he definitely wore down as the season went on. <clears throat> right. Um, teams realized that all Houston could do is run with him. Um, I I hope they can. He he's in a great spot to be successful there. I hope they can get a quarterback and a passing threat because man, if, if that guy. If you couldn't stack eight, nine in the box against him, I, I think you're looking at um, maybe two, three years from now, if they can start to right the ship, you're looking at like a Brandon Jacobs sort of season out of Pierce. He's got that same mm. style of running. Um, but I think you're going to have to be patient because the team's so bad. Uh, next one is Rashad White. Um, did end up kind of taking over the um, – Kind of took over the role of Leonard Fournette a little bit, um, but didn't really do too terribly much with it. Um, 
I, I, Rashad White, I have a hard time deciding how I feel about him. I think the running backs in Tampa Bay aren't very great, and he splits time. So what, what's your thoughts on him? Um, I mean, you're looking right there. You're talking 15 overall. Uh, cause look at how those running backs go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't mind. I, I'm a 20% own share in him as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel all right with it. If you got him late enough, he was definitely, I think I got him in the third, which is yep. definitely a little more tolerable, yep. Yep. but, uh, but yeah, I can see reaching up to 15. If I look at the running backs that are off the board so far, we've talked about Hall, Walker, Cook, Spiller, Pierce, and White. I would probably just take Spiller and move him out of that list and keep that keep that right in that order. Right. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. And then um, Brian Robinson. Uh, here, here's one thing um, with Rashad White and Brian Robinson. They are both 23 years old. So yeah. they're one year younger than Josh Jacobs already. Hmm. So um, now Brian Robinson, um, you know, yeah, started, his, his draft stock was different depending on when you yeah, drafted as well. Certainly was. <clears throat> he, uh, uh, he started out low and then by the end of the season, he really looked like he was a shot out of a cannon. Um, <clears throat> got so many good jokes about him all year. Um, I, I like the guy. Yeah. Um, he's a hard runner. Um, I think he's in the right scheme, right place. I just don't know. I, I don't know ultimately if he has, if he's a volume guy or a talent guy. I still don't know. Um, I wouldn't trade for him. I'd say that. Yeah. You'd have to, you'd have to move him real cheap. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> uh, George Pickens is the next. <laughs> Next pick, I I like it. Um, I would move him. If I'm looking at this draft, I'd probably move him to. As far as wide receivers go, yeah, he's definitely way ahead of Johan Dotson. Yeah, I'd probably I, put him up in the first, honestly. Burks out of there. I would, or, or yeah, Sky Moore. I would put. I would have no problem putting Pickens where Sky Moore is if I redrafted. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Right here is probably a good <clears throat> spot for Sky Moore to go if you really looked at talent wise. That's true. <clears throat> yeah. Cause that definitely made me feel better about skipping on Watson in the yep. first round. But, but look at me. I'm draft, drafting next to Slappy. And uh, what I will tell you is if you look at his two picks, they are the exact two guys I was fucking debating on with yeah. my picks. It's yep. like he reads my list. I'm so glad I drafted on that side of him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes and no, or else he would just made your decision for you. But yeah. <laughs> true, and, true. And, and I would say this right now. I think if you went backwards, if you end up with Watson and Pickett instead of Cook and Pickens, you'd probably be okay with that scenario. No, I wouldn't be complaining. That's for yeah. sure. So Kenny Pickett went next. Um, <laughs> first quarterback off of here. I mean, he's... I'll, I'll say this about Kenny Pickett. He's got nowhere to go, but up he is. Um, he looks he looks like a franchise quarterback, doesn't he? He looks confident, which is yep. what I've been saying all year. Um, I've seen it with guys over the years. You can tell when they get the yep. fucking happy feet and they're bouncing around yep. and they're not sure what they're doing. They tentative, they double pump. Pickett doesn't. He just yep. he goes out there and runs the offense and makes some plays. And yeah, I feel good about him as as a player. I don't know yeah. about fantasy wise, but as an NFL player, I feel real good, real, real, real good. good about that. Yeah, 
He's got a real, he's got one of those real good faces. Yeah. And you know what I haven't heard one thing about all this year is his hand size. Oh yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. It's like, it's like it wasn't really ever a factor. No one really, no one ever really cared about that except the media needed a story. Yeah. That's amazing. I wonder if we'll talk about someone's feet next year. Yeah. You got small feet. Um, I then drafted Alec Pierce um, <gasps> end of that round. Um, I'm okay with it. I, I still, I still like the talent. I yeah. look at all, I look at all the wide receivers that went after Pierce and I wouldn't have taken any, any of those guys over him. Okay. Um, I just, I mean, I, I also, I thought I was making a huge mistake when the year started to trade away Michael Pittman. Uh, just who knew the Colts passing attack could be so putrid. So Man, uh, amazing. I, I kind of think Alec Pierce might be one of those guys where you, you, you could maybe go out and get him for cheap in a throw in deal in a draft right now, because there's no way the quarterback play in Indianapolis is this bad next year. There's just yeah, no way he, he should get a sizable bump when they right? acquire their new quarterback, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. You've been Flacco. <laughs> You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I, I uh, let's let's put this down. I'm, I'm gonna go out there and uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say that um, the starting quarterback for the Colts next year is Jimmy Garoppolo. Sizzling hot takes. Um, going, going with Jimmy, huh? Well, I like there that. Was, there was talk about Jimmy going there when the, before the season started, right? And yeah, then the Matt, Matt Ryan deal came in, but here here's what I think. Like, I think because Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt this year, what San Francisco sees right now is that they would feel comfortable next year going in with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. I think so. Yeah. So I <clears throat> do think that Jimmy Garoppolo, where maybe if he didn't get injured this year, would they would bring him back again? I. Th- think jimmy g goes next year and I, I feel like the i feel like the colts don't want any more uncertain things they don't want an jimmy garoppolo is a fine age and, and they have enough other pieces there's yeah the other franchises that i see that need quarterbacks aren't they need a lot more than yes. just a quarterback Exactly. Exactly. So, anyways, I'm I'm gonna put that out there. I'm gonna say the Colts end up with Jimmy next year. Okay. Okay. The big chatter on Twitter has been David Carr or Derek Carr, which one of them cars? Oh, I don't even know. That, that's how. That's how I remember it. It's Derek <laughs> Carr. The next running back is Zeus Zamir White. Um, <gasps> I'm okay with that pick there, just because Jacobs is a free agent next year. Um, I don't think you'll know anything about him until then. Yeah, most likely. Also, um, most likely. Last last year's running class was pretty was was decent age. He, yeah. uh, Rashad White, Brian Robinson, and Zamir White are all twenty three years old and reasonably deep. It seems yeah. like most years you're not by the second round. It gets way dodgy. Yeah. Um. God. Don't make a bad joke. Don't make a bad joke. John Mi- John Michi went top of the third. I mean, 
That's a good spot for the guy with uh, given what was known at the time. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, he, I, I don't know though. I worry about him. Kind of turned into a cancer in the locker room. Another guy whose value was vastly different depending on when you drafted. Yeah. Him and Brian Robinson really taking that shit to the extremes with yeah, those true. swings. Yeah. Shot and cancer. Things yeah, that what a year, man. Things that uh, you probably, you know, life things that you forget about, you're going to have to deal with with fantasy football, but those things happen. And, and honestly, getting shot or getting cancer, treatable cancer, where we are right now, is kind of like no different than an ACL or, a, you know. <laughs> Sadly, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, he got shot. Well, at least he didn't tear his Achilles. Yeah, that would have been way longer. Right? Yeah, he was back by mid-season. Yep. Um, now, now we're getting into, you know, the, the bottom half of the draft. Uh, let's go through these rapid fire because there's nothing really exciting here. Khalil Shakir for Buffalo hasn't really done much at all. Good gamble in the third. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you hold on to him, but he didn't, let's be honest, he didn't beat out Isaiah McKenzie. Nor did he stop the Bills from bringing back Cole Beasley. So, <laughs> right. clearly he's, he's a long-term, not a short-term player. Uh, Malik Willis, I already gave my opinion on him. I, yeah. think, I think he's a bust. That's Again, good value down there, though. Yeah. In the third, you're just throwing fucking darts. Yeah. Well, when you bring in Joshua Dobbs because you don't want to see your rookie play anymore in a lost yeah. season. Wow. That's not a good sign for that him. That's not a good sign. Uh, Kyron Williams, uh, <laughs> can I say he is what I thought he'd be? Yeah, third-round running back. Yeah, which yeah. with pass catching chops without the body frame to be a three down back. Yeah. Um, that he had every opportunity this year to do something. I mean, they yeah. hated Cam Akers. They <clears throat> cut Daryl Henderson. All he had to do was beat out Malcolm Brown, and he never became more than a role player for them. Uh, here's the only running back that, and, and I was high on this guy. I wanted to grab him in some leagues, and I did. And one, I had to trade him away in the other dynasty to get a guy. But uh, Tyler Algier, <laughs> um, I like him. Um, I think Atlanta has so many pieces they need next year that you'll definitely get one more year out of Tyler Algier. Yeah as their starter, but um, we'll see after that. But for middle of the third, that's a great pick. Yeah, that's some value down there. Uh, David Bell. Uh, like him long-term. Once Deshaun Watson shaked off the rust, uh, he'll have a whole offseason. Bell's been kind of hurt, but I do believe that uh, Bell will develop some chemistry with Deshaun Watson next year, and um, he kind of is fits the mold of the Stefan Diggs-style player where he's going to get paid. He's a route technician, and he get a ton of catches if the quarterback trusts him. You then took Jelani Woods. Ah, and, yes, another tight end. And here's here's the good news for you. As long as Nick Foles is a starter, Jelani Woods will be amazing. Six seven, he's a mountain of a man. Yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo likes his tight ends, so. Well, Matt Ryan does too, which was part of the thinking of uh, getting him in this year. Yeah. I thought even as a rookie, uh, maybe we could uh, beat him out. But uh, Matt Ryan threw off all your pre-planning expectations. Yeah, well, the other fortunate thing was that there uh, was not a lot of competition for tight end in. Yeah. Um, Who's the other guy in Indy? Um, Mo Alley Cox. Cox? What's so big about Cox? I hate Cox. I wouldn't touch Cox with a 10-inch pole. Yeah, so that's why I went with Woods. Yeah, that's great, because Woods is very different than Cox. <laughs> um, you got Tyrone Davis-Price. Uh, like first, first guy Slappy took that wasn't uh, the next on my board. Yeah. It's a small victory for me. Also, I, get that, I get that pick, though. Yeah. I mean, like, I do, too, and you had to. He was a third-round pick. And, and Mostert I mean, was gone. They were still... Uh, you know, Elijah Mitchell was healthy. Yeah, and but still, tra- it was a thin backfield. And they trade for McCaffrey, and unless, <laughs> unless McCaffrey's healthy, there's no room for your pass-catching back. Right, he'll um, just do all those things. Yeah. Um, I took uh, Desmond Ritter, the second-to-last pick in the third. Um, <laughs> I like it. Uh, 
I I took Josh Allen at like pick three point six in the past. Oh wow! So like I'm I just was telling someone today. Uh, I was lifting weights. Yeah, I was lifting weights and uh, talking to someone about dynasty football. Actually, uh, one of the, the, the football players, and it was his first year. I was looking at his roster, his first year making a dynasty, and I said, you know, unless I really love someone, I always take a quarterback in the third round. Yeah, because you've got a couple of years to let him develop. It's, yep. Yeah, there's high upside potential. Uh, the last guy to finish this list is Pierre Strong. Um, <laughs> again, like you and I would both caution and say to anyone, as long as Bill Belichick's in New England, don't yeah. don't invest in a New England running back. But doing it down there, you just hope that he has one of those games where they feed him three touchdowns and you can turn around and flip him <laughs> real quick. Let's, uh, let's real quick here. We're running close on time, but I'm going to... I'm going to go through the top scoring. I'm going to rapid fire this and go through the top scoring rookies this year. All right. We're, we're at week 17, so it's pretty safe to say these. this is not like an average anymore. <laughs> pretty well locked in, yeah. Yep. We go Walker, Hall, Pierce, Olave, Pickett, Robinson, London. Now, here's the first guy. Romeo Dobbs Okay. was not drafted. Wait. I am doing this all wrong. Starting over. <laughs> I had projections on. I had projections on. I'm sorry. I was like, that can't be right. Wandel Robinson was terrible. Okay. Scratch that. Starting over. These are the real stats. Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, Damian Pierce, Chris Olave, Kenny Pickett, Brian Robinson, Drake London, Romeo Dobbs. He's still in that same spot. Nope. Wow. Starting over. Oh, Not Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> 